And hello. We're live. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's November 18th uh, today. And I'm feeling pretty good. Greetings to all. I'm going to get the... Oh, I've dropped the squishy orange brain. has dropped down the side of the thing. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy, I tell you. Um, But uh, we're going to forge ahead. I'm about to say hello to whoever there is to say hello to. So I can figure out how to... Oh, good golly. What's going on here? Um... You'd think it would give me alerts when I... I've, I've, do I have to follow myself to get this thing to work properly? Hmm. Well, I think I'm on, but I can't detect who else is on just just yet. Because something's hinky. Something's, something's hinky. Anyway, it's Wednesday. I feel pretty good today. We got up this morning, had a nice brunch with some friends. Uh, I suppose it's breakfast. If, it's, if you're having it at nine, that's kind of that's breakfast. Uh, so we went out to a little breakfast today, um, and uh, to a place nearby. I had a duck egg omelet. They don't have chicken eggs at this place. Oh, Lady Cherry strikes again. Well, this says my page is not available right now. I'm going to try and reload it. Good God. Good God. Oh, we don't need these type of setbacks on a hump day. It's already tough enough to get over the hump on a hump day. But uh, now this, it's just going to be a short amount of time now. I'm interacting now as Jake Johansson. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware of this. I'm aware of this. I'm here. uh, This is almost happening. Okay. Now I'm here. Keys, greetings, Rachel. Cheers, Camilleers. David, greetings to you in Connecticut. Um, Brad, hello, buenos dias, Keith, hello, Rich, Sharon, Scott, Julie, what squishy orange brains? Well, it's that squishy orange brain thing. It's down down off to the side. COVID test was negative, Julie. Having the weirdest illness, low-grade fever, chills, and headache for a week with very minimal respiratory and GI signs. Well, I'm no doctor, but I think you're going to pull through. I'm glad that it's not COVID. I think we have that going for us. Uh, Carol, greetings to you. Uh, no balut, Brad. Just just duck eggs. Starting at 5 o'clock on Friday the 20th, Kentucky is closing down bars and restaurants to indoor service for two weeks. Carol, wow. That's... We didn't uh, we didn't see that coming. Not in not Kentucky. Are you in Kentucky? I'm guessing you're in Kentucky, or you know about Kentucky. Getting lucky in Kentucky with Mitch McConnell, that sexy beast. Um, so, yes, it is hump day. Flavia, greetings. Alan, hello to you. South Lake Ta- Tahoe. I've got a friend who's just moved up to South, South Lake Tahoe. Um, Gavin, I don't know his last name, but he's t- teaching jiu-jitsu up there. He's a brown belt. I'd love to go up and visit there at Lake Tahoe. Um, Richard. Your uh, COVID test was negative. Congratulations. Uh, yes, no balut. No balut. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it sucks, but it's necessary, Darren. Yeah, well, I don't know what we're going to... Hello, Dave. We may have to shut down here in California a bit more than we are being shut down. I think that Governor Gavin... That's not my friend who moved to Lake Tahoe. Um, Governor Gavin may shut us down, but you know what? He can't shut us down. Because we're... We're, we're, we're quarantined 
we're quarantined for the duration. Oh, finally, I've got these. I've got these souvenirs that I got at the beginning of the Trump presidency. These Donald Trump fake billion-dollar bills that I thought they were funny at the beginning, but then, oh my God, you couldn't give these to people for a while because they would, their heads would explode. They'd be like, "You're making fun of me." Okay, come on. But I do have some billion-dollar Trump bills that I'm anxious to start giving away as tips. Um, yeah, there, David, there are a lot of people from Ohio, or used to be from Ohio. Robinson, hello from Iowa. Your last day of teaching tomorrow before you go online for the remaining uh, weeks. Wow, yeah, well, we've, we've all been online school for the whole year so far right now. Um, so I hope it, there's a little bit of a curve for the teachers and everybody gets up to date. <sighs> so, still breaking records for cases and deaths, Wisconsin, Brad. Yeah. Uh, it's just so tragic when you look at the death tolls almost up to a quarter million right now or maybe over a quarter million in the United States and uh, oh my god um, oh Flavia's saying is there a possibility it could be a po- false negative yeah I don't know how common that is e- either um, but uh, oh, whatever is happening uh was it whatever's happening everywhere else? We're doing our best here. Um, one American's dying every minute. Is, could that be true, Julie? I mean, it feels like we've had more than two hundred fifty thousand minutes since uh, March, but uh, but maybe not, or maybe maybe our current rate. Rich, you got another shutdown starting Friday. Yeah. Wife school in California, Ed, was scheduled to open Monday after Thanksgiving. Now it isn't. Yeah, we were talking about it. Do it. We were talking about uh, possible openings here in Santa Monica, but because of these numbers, we're not going up. <laughs> no, nobody's asking me. Greg, I, I don't think anybody's asking a comedian for medical advice. I, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know what I'm talking about. I will. All, all I can say is what I'm doing is mostly staying home. Although I did go out to a sidewalk, sidewalk restaurant today. Um, I'm not overly fearful here based on our numbers, but um, a friend, Dave, just told you that a couple test driving a new car to find out that the sellers had COVID. Uh, both got sick. Husband died. Wife is on the vent mm, from a damn test drive. Well, I don't like that story, Dave. You're going to win the crappiest story of the day award. Jesus. Oh, that's so tragic. I'm so sorry for your, for your friend and... Uh, and your surviving wife. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> all right. Yeah. Well, you feeling great today, Flavia? Yeah, we all have our tough days and our bad days. COVID is the number two cause of death in the U.S. Two or three cause of death in the U.S. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, the amazing thing is we don't worry about those number one cause of death. And I realize the reason is that there's nothing we can do about those things. And there is stuff we can do about this, but... It's uh, it's scary if you let yourself get scared. I'm trying not to be scared. I'm trying to just uh, act accordingly and not let fear rule the day. Um, went for my ocean swim today. The water is very cold. Um, <laughs> uh, so I did that, and I've had a little workout. Feeling good. Um, oh. Greg, you're giving blood today at 4 p.m. It comes with a free antibody test. 
pre-antibody test, not antibody. I'm sure that you have a body. You couldn't give blood if you didn't have a body. Um, but that's that's in, that's great news. I'm not allowed to give blood because I. Um, let me. I could try and give blood, but I've got some exposure to some kind of hepatitis. I don't have hepatitis. I just have some of the antibodies, so they don't want my blood. But uh, giving blood is a great way to contribute to your community, and you get that added benefit. So that's nice. Uh, Flavia says, "I have a feeling today you're going to have a hard time turning this into a cheerful show." Well, you never know. You never know. Mm. Greg saying AIDS was worse. Yeah, I was there. I was there in San Francisco in the '80s, and it was hor- horrific and terrible. And hopefully, we're not heading into a situation where we've got those kind of numbers because the I think the panic we'll see. I mean, the gay community was devastated by AIDS, but uh, there wasn't the there wasn't the kind of a panic that I think we'd see in the broad world. I mean, I'm trying to compliment gay guys on their stoicism and their courage when they were facing that. Uh, Anyway, um, when you're raising camels, (laughs) it's hump day, everybody. Uh, It's hump day, and I want to turn this around. Uh, Uma's doing the Nutrisystem things made her her quite gassy. Ooh. Yeah, the Nutrisystem keys. I I don't know about the the Nutrisystem, but... uh, it's, they send you the food, and it does whatever it does. I'm sorry. I feel bad for you, Keys, because Uma's a great cook. And if you just got to eat that Nutrisystem stuff all the time, that's rough going for all of you. Um, two vaccines now, Julie, with a great efficacy. Yes, I'm trying to cheer up about that. Um, yeah, when the alcohol kicks in, you feel better. Don't look at me. I'm in a horrible mood. Jen, oh, I'm sorry to hear you're in a hor- horrible mood. Yes, so today's hump day, and I've been listening to the uh, camel... Camel Ears uh, podcast, and uh, the number one thing, the first thing you do when you're trying to uh, train a camel is uh, you've got to build trust. You've got to put there, uh, Russ, Russ was telling me, you got to put some trust in the trust bank, and uh, so your number one job is building trust. You just hang out around your camel and <coughs> try not to freak each other out. Um Sometimes you're outside of the fence, sometimes you're sitting on the fence, but you're, you're not threatening them and they're not threatening you, and you just kind of build up trust. And I think that's, a good, that's some good advice in any kind of difficult relationship that you're having with your spouse or your roommate. Try and build up some trust. Oh, Jen, your birthday? Is it your birthday? I'm sorry to hear about that. Well, oh no, I'm happy to hear about that. We all have, a, we all have birthdays. What did you miss? Hey, as of yesterday, you lost 70 pounds. Jen, unbelievable. Congratulations. Mm. Congratulations. That's great. Um, and it's your birthday. You've lost 70 pounds and it's your birthday. Oh. Congratulations. So, um, your number one job when you're training camels is to build up trust. Be around them. You be around them. Just be cool. Just chill out. Let's all try and do that with our friends in, in light of this current... Uh, We've got this political situation that I know that's still polarizing some of us. Now, one of the things that I've been doing is uh, going through these old... I I subscribe to Wired magazines. This is a Wired magazine from... uh, uh, The yard guys are here, so you may hear a high-frequency vacuuming or blowing. I don't don't know what they're doing out there. Um, But this is from April 2009. And so it's kind of fun to go through a technology magazine... 
from 11 years ago because the things that they're they're advertising phones that have keyboards on them and uh, this is their laptop showdown just goes to show you you don't need to oh my god Greg you just once had to perform with a llama total scene stealer camels are more validating on stage well that is that is oh Jen it's not your birthday hmm well that's tricky um God, I'm just uh, trying to look. There's been some... I've, I've received some misinformation. Um, <laughs> and sitting outside the fence to build trust was a strategy used for your wife? Yeah. I feel like sometimes you just got to sit quietly around your spouse and hope that things work out. But anyway, so I'm going through these old Wired magazines, and it's, and it's kind of fun because it's a time travel, and Wired in particular makes a lot of science-y predictions about the future that uh, turn out to be um, most of them turn out to be kind of ridiculous or, or, or Cassandra fearfully, Cassandra actually is a tricky one to say because she saw the future but no one believed her um, but these are things where people are predicting awful things in the future and then they haven't happened but now there's this movie, this guy is talking about this movie called uh, that I really want to watch called Sleep Dealer and it's not available here in the U.S. You can you can buy it on uh, YouTube, but I'm not. I've just gotten used to buying movies on Amazon, so I'm not going to buy a movie on YouTube. I don't even know how that works. Will I be able to watch it forever, or just once in a while? Or anyway, this is just me being an old guy. But Sleep Dealer, and it's about uh, how the wall, the the Mexican border has been sealed off, but Mexicans are going online, and this is from 11 years ago, so when you watch the trailer, you get to see the technology that they predict for the future, where the, these workers in, in in Mexico snap in these contact lenses and a thing over the breather thing over their face, and they put on gl- these gloves, and they control these robots that are up here in the United States, constructing buildings, working in factories, and uh, doing all the jobs that, uh, that we now associate with... Uh, immigrant labor and it's it's just this kind of weird sci-fi workaround where um, I we've still lost those jobs there's not Americans doing those jobs anyway it was it was just the premise of it and the way that it looked it made me want to watch the movie whether it's any good or not I don't know because I don't think I'm ready to pay for an 11 year old movie on YouTube although it is only four dollars and I have that on me not to brag not to brag, I don't want to lord my economic success over those less fortunate to be here in this pandemic. But I have four dollars, and I could just take a flyer. But uh, but maybe 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 that'll happen. <laughs> Darren, you're trying to cheer up by being a butter dick. Well, congratulations, everyone. Watch Evelyn on Netflix. I've heard that, Jen, multiple times from you. I don't know why I'm not watching that. Um, Watching Fargo season four and really enjoying it, Keys. Hmm. However, they keep killing off my favorite characters. Yeah, that happens on Fargo. We took a pause between season three, although even though season three has, uh, you know, what's his name, uh, my wife's favorite uh, guy, oh, God, why Ewan McGregor, uh, in a dual role of brothers. Even though that, she was put off a little bit by season three, and so we're pausing on season four. So now we're what we've been watching The Crown, where we're knocking out The Crown. 
Um, Jake is going to fire up his Tor browser <laughs> to go into the Silk Road to buy his illegal sleep dealer bootleg. Yeah, well, Ed, I did. I do have a VPN now on my phone, so I did try. <laughs> I did try and turn on my VPN and say that I was in Mexico to see if I could watch Sleep Dealer on uh, Amazon Prime there, but uh, no dice, no dice. Um, <laughs> a lot of talk about butter dicks. Should you start Fargo or The Queen's Gambit? Um, Jen, I'm going to suggest for you, watch the first season of Fargo, then watch Queen's Gambit, then watch the second season of Carbo. Car- Fargo. Carbo. Carbo. <laughs> I was thinking of Uma uh, on her diet. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> born to be a, bi- a butter dick. Darren, I like it. Uh, Amy just started The Crown. You just started The Crown. Well, you've got a lot of great stuff in store for you. Those first couple seasons where Matt Smith plays uh, Prince Philip. He's a prince even though his wife is a queen. I I think, or what is he, the Duke of Edinburgh? I I get a little confused. Um, (laughs) Dave, you're halfway through a leader of Crown. Congratulations. That's that's gonna that's gonna pay off, but not necessarily in a good. When you jackpot on that on that uh, leader of crown, you're gonna be sorry. Um, so I'm gonna fish this brain out over here, just to give you a little idea of where I got it. Oh, it's not too far gone. There we go. You saw a little bit side scene. Hope no one threw up. Um, this is the uh, this is the little orange brain. See, it's a little orange brain shape, and it's got some. I think I got this at a um, at a, um, <laughs> a Parkinson's benefit that I did. Um, so anyway, Jen, your husband is a descendant of Ulysses S. Grant. Interesting. Uh, Ed, you watching The Undoing? Yeah, Belinda and I are also watching The Undoing. We're we're a little bit uh, logged down. Um, we're a bit of, a bit of it, bit bogged down because we're caught up and we're waiting for the next one to come out. Um, so yeah, we're watching The Undoing. We're trying. Oh, I just started Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. If you're a sci-fi fan and you're up for something weird, uh, I'm watching Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. And it may seem like I'm watching a lot of television, uh, which I am, because I'm basically spending most of my time in this room or in the living room of our house. Uh, so I'm watching Raised by Wolves, sci-fi, uh, the Earth apocalypse on the earth uh, religious and atheist factions the atheists send this spaceship that's uh, piloted by these two androids to U-22B some planet where they go and they they uh, they have these embryos that then they raise into babies and uh, so if that sounds good check it out Uh, Heidi just finished the Queen's Gambit excellent it goes quickly yeah Queen's Gambit did go by quickly, but I enjoyed that. I particularly enjoyed the actress who played the uh, the chess prodigy, the the little girl. The char- I could have watched five more episodes of that little girl in that uh, orphanage. It was great. Uh, Laura, you're a neuroscientist, so you have like dozens of those squishy brains from when you went to conferences. Yeah, well, it's great. Send me your squishy brains. I I love them. Do you have them in all different sizes, or is this the only size of squishy brain they have? Because I would like a squishy brain that's the actual size of a brain that I could get out and really get two hands, do a little two-hand hemisphere work on a giant squishy brain. 
That's what I'd like. That's my dream. That's my request. Put that in the section suggestion box. <coughs> I suppose I'm going to get that life-size squishy brain about the same time we get the uh, Daily Briefing t-shirts available online, which is... I'm held up a little on that, but I'm doing my best. Um, so, Ed, yeah, if you love Crazy High sci-fi stuff, check that out. Um, and I also am going to re-recommend Be Foreigners on HBO. Be Foreigners, like Before and Foreigners. Uh, that's a good one. And then the the spaceship one where Hugh, uh, Hugh Laurie is, is piloting a spaceship uh, cruise ship. I enjoyed that. Everyone needs squishy brains now, it turns out. <laughs> Rachel, friend of yours had a brain jello mold, uh, and it was not your favorite party dessert? Oh, God, the brain jello mold with some, I don't know, you put some carrot shavings and pineapple chunks and banana slices in there? It sounds really great. Yay, Laura, I get it. Technically, we all do have life-size squishy brains. If you send Jake the squishy brains, I will end you. <laughs> yeah, Jen, I get it. Please send Jen the squishy brains first. She, you know, from each according to their uh, abilities and to each according to their needs. And Jen needs that squishy brain. I, I know she does. Um, so what else do I, did I have planned today? Well, I wanted to tell you about the, mo- the movie that I want to watch. Uh, that I read about in an eleven-year-old sci- science magazine, um, and hope, and I'm just halfway through that issue, and I got another pile of those. Maybe that's going to be the Wednesday thing. I'll tell you some stories from old Wired magazines. Um, give you a systematic tour of the stuff in my office. Just the top shelf alone <laughs> would fill a week of updates. Yeah, I, you're right about that. Um, we could uh, we could do some of that. I think if I got systematic about it, I'd have to I'd have to also get a system to disassemble and reassemble. Like if I start on this end and work my way across, I'm taking things down and putting them back up. Oh my goodness! But uh, you're right. You're right. We could do that. Julie enjoyed Beforeners and Avenue something with uh, you, Laurie. Were yes, I did too. All right. Time travel, zombie apocalypse, thrillers, sign me up. Yeah, I've watched some zombie films on Amazon. Once you start watching foreign zombie films, Amazon then recommends you more foreign zombie films. So um, let me tell you who likes to make foreign zombie pandemic-y type of films. Koreans. Those Those are the ones that I've enjoyed the most, as I can say. Oh, Scott, you're saying pineapple doesn't work in Jello. Interesting. Uh, too acidic, I'm guessing. But who knows? Avenue 5 is the name of the Hugh Laurie show. Thank you, Laura. Um, <laughs> Dave wants to go through the shelf like on hoarders. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, we could do that. There's, uh, I just don't know. I just, I, I said, okay. All right. That can be a thing. We can start doing that on uh, Thursdays. Tomorrow I'll bring something down from the shelf and we could talk about it. Um, and, uh, and like that. Some of the things I've already talked about. Train to Busan. Yes, I did watch Train to Busan, Jen. I enjoyed Train to Busan. I'm sorry, maybe you weren't here the day after I watched it. I enjoyed it. I watched Train to Busan. How many times should I say Train to Busan? Enjoyed it. Um, finally watched Evil Dead the other day. Julie, Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. It's tricky with the Evil Dead movies, because Bruce Campbell, they get funnier, I think, with Evil Dead 2 is the is the funnier one. Um, Busan, yeah, Busan. Yeah, I know. I know that, Jen. 
Um, all right. Well, it's a bit early for the end of the show, so I'm going to have to reach down here, see what I can find in the book of trivia. All right. The Triviata, a compendium of useless information. Where are we? A breach of fashion. Until the time of the French Revolution, most men wore knee breeches rather than trousers. Did you know that? I didn't know that. But in 1789, supporters of the Revolution, the French Revolution, separated themselves from the Royalists by adopting trousers. Accordingly, they were known as the sans-culottes, without breeches. That's, that's what sans-culottes means, I guess. But uh, I'm not positive how pant trousers, long trousers are not breeches. Anyway, in a token of their sympathy with the French rebels, many ordinary Americans sported trousers between 1790 and 1800, but it was not until a decade or so, so later that trousers substituted for breeches on formal occasions. The first president who habitually dressed in long trousers was, drumroll, the first president who habitually dressed in long trousers was, it's not George Washington, hmm, it's not John Adams, it's James Madison and his wife Dolly Madison, famous for those kind of wonderful dessert cakes and sponsorship of the Peanuts cartoons uh, when I was a child. James Madison, first president to habitually dress in long trousers. Isn't that interesting? I defy you to bring that up in conversation later today with a stranger, if you're in touch with any strangers, and if you are, I hope you've downloaded the contact tracing app. That's what Lady Jerry was trying to get me to do, um, is download the um, contact contact tracing app uh, for my phone. But it, the contact tracing app doesn't work um, unless everybody's using the contact tracing app. Um, your little secret is you're binging, binging Z Nation. I haven't watched Z Nation, Heidi. I may have to get into that. Um, I don't know, Keys, if there was a no-pants period. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little pro confused now what, what's going on here. I'd really like to know the story of the little man at the front of the trunk that's pointing... What's his story? What the hell is he pointing at? The little man at the front of the truck. This guy? Um, this guy, I, I don't think he's really pointing. He just has his hand out. He, he's a sort of a hail fellow well met. He's got his hand out kind of in a greeting. And I think that this guy was one of those things that you get when you're the parents of a young child who's playing with other children and then they trade action figures, and this this guy, and this is a guy, I'm pretty sure, when I look at his facial features. But then again, in these modern times, you have to ask him what, or her, or they, you have to ask them what pronoun they prefer. Uh, but um, this is one of those ones that just wound up here at the house that my daughter then didn't have an interest in. And so <laughs> I said, well, I'll have that guy. I'll have that guy in my... Uh, in my office, and he's holding the mini keychain, which I was given during the period of time when I when I bought a Mini Cooper. They gave me this keychain, and now I've since sold the Mini Cooper uh, many years ago. But uh, now I have this. <laughs> I still have the keychain, and that's what uh, that's what this waving fella has. Now that's going to totally mess me up when I have to go through here and left to right order. Hmm. 
You love rabbit-proof fence? Yeah, I saw that years ago. Uh, I would like to see... I, I, w- I became really interested in Australian uh, Aboriginal culture after visiting down there because um, because the Aborigines were there in Australia for roughly 60, 50, 60,000 years before Europeans showed up. 50 to 60,000 years. And they had this complex society. It was all small tribes that were interacting with each other, speaking slightly different languages, so they had to learn to communicate across uh, language barriers and interact with people in close proximity. And there's so much knowledge that they have there about surviving in that harsh environment and communicating and interacting with other people that we'll probably never, never know because we didn't bother to think that they might have anything to teach us after they'd been uh, living in a place for 60,000 years, which is a little bit better than our record as Europeans. Anyway, um, (laughs) oh, I see Ed saying, I I didn't only say I think this was, I just tell you everything as if you believe it. Yes, well then, Ed, this this toy was left here by... um, I had a I had a fleeting friendship with a uh, famous celebrity and their child abandoned this toy when uh when they uh decided to declare themselves gender neutral and uh, they didn't need this toy as an avatar any longer so that's why I got it but I'm not really revealing any names of the celebrity or the child but uh, if you know any gender neutral celebrity children um then you can feel free to assume that this this was a gift from one of them, or an abandoned artifact, which I, instead of throwing it straight in the ocean, which I normally do with plastic debris, uh, I saved it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, today's show is confusing, and I wasn't talking about streaking, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it, Dave. This is a great show if you do have ADHD because it jumps all over the place. Sometimes I'm talking about it. Sometimes it's in the comments. Sometimes there's things happening in the comments that I have no idea are going on. Uh, there's there's a lot of... There's levels. There's levels to this whole mofo. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, the audio version of this show, by the way, to the people who are watching now, is available as a podcast episode, and I usually try and put them out later in the day on the day of the show so that's another way to catch up you can either watch the Facebook stream where I'm interacting with people online or the YouTube stream which uh, I'm not reading the comments of there's also a stream that's going out on Periscope and then the audio is archived so there's a lot of things Um, (laughs) there's a lot of things and ways that you can do that Pick your house is full of abandoned artifacts yeah well that's basically this whole room is abandoned artifacts things things that got in here because no one else wanted them or things that someone thought that I wanted that I'm not sure that I really do want, but uh, we can get into that. Where are you, Jen? I hope you're at home. I think you're okay. Um, All right, so today's Seize the Day is from Thich Thich Nhat Hanh, a Vietnamese uh, Buddhist, I believe. A Buddhist, I'm sure of, in Vietnamese, I believe. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh says, uh, smiling is very important. If we were not able to smile, then the world will not have peace. Hmm. When you read something like that, you wonder, is that true? And I think it 
probably is true. It's one of those simple things that seem idiotic and then turn out to be profound. There's a fine line between clever and stupid. <laughs> That's from Spinal Tap. If we are not able to smile, then the world will not have peace. It is not by going out for a demonstration that we can bring about peace. It is with our capacity of smiling, breathing, and being peace that we can make peace. Oh, Tick really got me on that. I think it's my exposure to cold, but I feel like my emotions are very close to the surface right now. But that's one of my qualities. I think it's a hormone imbalance, but I can't be sure. It's not by going out for a demonstration that we can bring about peace. It's with our capacity of smiling, breathing, and being peace that we can make peace. Oh my goodness. You know, this is not this is not just Thick Not Han. This is uh, this is our friend Rachel, uh, who's who's a fan of the show and of mine and a and a good friend who who compiles these into the Seize the Day. So this is Seize the Day three, and I have Seize the Day four in reserve, but I but man, I, we're probably gonna get there. Um, all right. I want you guys to... <laughs> Carol, you're eating too much soy. Well, better check the fun meter. Keys, good call. I'm going to check the fun meter. Uh, it is at maximum, and uh, I know it's getting old. That the fun. How could the fun meter always be at maximum? Well, we're always having a good time on the show. Sadly, Lady Jerry's not here today, but hopefully she'll be here tomorrow. We can reminisce about some of the things on the shelf, because uh, it's Thursday. I'm going to take my temperature. Oh, my goodness. Is the battery dead? Nope. 97.3. I'm still alive. I'm glad you're still alive. Don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. Thank you guys all for watching or listening or whatever you're doing. Uh, try and be nice to an asshole, and I'll see you tomorrow. Talk into the machine. What?